you know, and then I started to explain to her what, what had happened. And then she started crying and she walked out of the room. And then my stepdad came in the room and he started talking to me, kind of trying to explain, you know, sometimes adults fight. All right, guys, welcome back to the Everything Cast. I am your host, Wyatt, and not with me this week are either one of my co-hosts for a very special reason that you guys will find out very soon. Um, in case you can't guess, we got another guest, back-to-back week, uh, back-to-back episodes with guests. But uh, this, this week's guest is uh, rather important. This person is somebody who's came into my life very recently, but in, in that short amount of time has quite, kind of really made like a, quite a bit, uh, big impact on me and uh, my life to the point where I'm talking about this person with my family and my friends. And, uh, you know, I'm talking about his kid and blah, blah, blah. He's just starting to come up in like everyday life. And this is really odd for me because, you know, I usually don't find myself getting attached to very many humans in life. And um, what's even more surprising to me is that this person is so much like me. We're very like-minded, very like, uh, very um, uh, alike in personality. Right. And again, this is very weird for me because I even just had my my therapist, who is somebody who's been a therapist for 40 plus years, has worked with many, many different type of people. Tell me why I've never met anybody like you. So the fact that I met somebody that's like me, this is, this is pretty important, at least to me. So without further ado, my good friend, Christian, what is up? What's up? What's up, uh, man? Thank you for giving me your time. Thank you for being here. It's an honor, a pleasure. Hey man, the honor's all mine. Would you um, uh, would you agree with any of the things that I, I just stated? Yeah, yeah, I agree with it one hundred percent. Yeah, have you uh, have you always kind of felt like kind of like an outcast? A little bit, yeah. I kind of um, like I fit in with other groups, but it's almost like with uh, certain groups of friends, I kind of talk about certain things, and then with like other groups of friends, I would kind of like talk about other stuff you know what i mean yeah yeah i i always kind of classified myself as like i got along with every group of friend but i never really had like my own group of friends yeah yeah i understand yeah yeah like i would have all these friends in school but then i'll go home and have no one to hang out with you know what i'm saying yeah i get you yeah 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 it's uh i don't know how to explain it but yeah like um like there's like so I'm I'm really into cars and there's that group of a group of friends where I can like talk for days about cars and then there's be like other things that I'd be interested in and then go with other friends to talk with them about other stuff you know but it yeah. wasn't like like just one person that I could sit down and really talk about just everything with really yeah that's a shame man I wish you had that yeah but yeah. fuck it man it is what it is yeah it is what it is man it is what it is um so uh, go ahead bro just tell tell us a little bit about you like your your come up your household situation and uh like what what has shaped you into who you are today yeah sure um so uh i'm just right now i'm a single father i'm 26 years old um i've had a lot of people come into my life and make a big impact 
um both of my parents they split up when uh i was really young and then they basically remarried again so i've had i've i had my stepmom and my stepdad and they came into my life when i was really young so they they were like like family they were like like my second mom and my second dad and uh they they raised me since i was really little and um since then they've also split up with my real parents but i still keep really close contact with them because that's how much of an impact they've made yeah um yeah it's just uh it was it kind of sucked when i was young because i i would uh i would see a lot of like problems that they had and i was kind of put in in the middle of them yeah but you know now as i'm older i kind of understand i've gone through the same shit but um it's it was it was cool now that i look back on it because i've had separate people to kind of go back like go to if i have any type of situation i can kind of go to separate ones and ask for advice and shit like that you know what i'm saying oh okay yeah yeah that is a positive yeah Hell yeah, dude. You, uh, yeah. you want to keep going? Uh, I'm just trying to think. Yeah. Talk, talk about like, um, like more specifically, like, uh, like your actual come up, like your actual, like your day-to-day life growing up. Yeah. So, um, I would be at my mom's house during the weekend or during the week. I'm sorry. And, uh, just kind of be there with her and my stepdad. And then uh, on the weekends, I would go to my dad's house when I was young. And then uh, because uh, I have an older brother, but okay. um, shit happened between my mom and his dad and they, they split up and then she got with my dad. But basically, um, it's kind of fucked up, but she kind of abandoned him at one point when he was really young and his dad ended up taking him to like Arizona. And then they like yeah. moved back and forth between Arizona and California. But I kind of defaulted as like the oldest one in the household. Yeah. And then as far as my dad, I was his first kid. So I was the oldest one there. And uh, I kind of had to take this responsibility of being the oldest one and like babysitting and fucking helping out and this and that. But, um, um, did, so did like, they, were you forced into like, like getting a job very young to help pay for bills and shit like that too? No, what was, uh, they kind of use me just kind of like to take care of the kids so they they can work. Gotcha. And this was at a very, very young age. I mean, I was babysitting my brother and sister and my brother at my dad's house. At, I started at like seven, eight years old. Gotcha. And then, yeah, so it was like, like watching them for like full days and like they would like, okay, you got to start making food for them. So I would have to like cook food and fucking just do all this shit, take care of the house, fucking make sure it's clean and shit like that right and uh so it's kind of it kind of like forced me to mature at a very very young age yeah you know and uh like i said it, it sucked because i was like well what the fuck you know these aren't my kids why do i have to do all this shit yeah but uh i think of it now it kind of like prepared me for my own kid so now it's like i know i knew what to do and what not to do and shit like that yeah do you uh you carry any animosity towards your parents for that from like kind of like ripping your childhood away from you uh i think when i was younger like when i was in my teenage years i kind of did because it did feel like that like i didn't have a good childhood and like i kind of felt like i almost carried the weight of the family especially like like when my when my stepdad left us um 
I've, I felt like everything was on me because I was like the oldest one and like the man, like the man of the house, basically. So right. like all that stress and all that shit kind of fell on me. And then my mom was, I know was going through shit because of that. And, uh, I was the oldest one there, like I said, and, uh, I was the one that could take that. She could take her anger and all that shit out on. But like I said, now that I'm older, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm kind of thankful for it because, because of me going through that, it's kind of turned me into the man that I am today and being, I know what to do and what not to do with my kid. Like I said, you know, so it's like for some of the shit, it's like, I'm never going to have my kid go through something like that. And then for some of the shit, it's like, you know, I'm, I'm doing this because, you know, that was good. That was a good part of my childhood. Yeah. Yeah. What's crazy is, and, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but if we were having this conversation right now, say like six years ago, this conversation would go very, very differently. Would you agree with that? Because you would still yeah, be ha- hanging on to all that anger and animosity. Yeah, yeah, I, I was still pretty angry. I think back then, it, it, it all, I feel like it all kind of changed once I did have my kid. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because I was gonna say, like, the reason why I want to bring that up is because, uh, you know, that's just the the maturation of uh, of humans in, in our life cycles. You know, it's important to, I think so. I think it's important to point out that, uh, you know, it was only just a few years ago that you were hanging on to all that all that anger and animosity and letting that fuel you through life, and yeah. then, um, you know, and then it's it's about making that, you know, one identifying the problem, two putting in action plans to conquer that problem, and three moving forward after you dealt with those demons you know and then, yeah you know and those, those are things that you've done and now we get to see this side of you you i mean again you know six years ago i doubt you would have ever said i'm grateful for these experiences that i had as a child yeah yeah definitely you know that's amazing man i'm proud of you good for you dude thank you thank you appreciate that yeah man but um, the, the the dynamic in your household hasn't really changed much from when you were a kid, right? You're still very much so like the leader of the house and, you know, dealing with a lot of those pressures still, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So basically what happened was um, I had my kid when I was 21 and um, I, I, me and my, my son's mom, we kind of got our own place and we started doing all of this thing and uh, well, shit happened and we ended up splitting up, but yeah. Um, I instantly started paying child support just because I knew that was the right thing to do. So I was helping out, helping her out as much as I could. Yeah. But because of that, I, I mean, I was like barely skimming by as far as money. So my mom said I could come and stay with her. So she took me in after all that. And, uh, I kind of got here and I'm still living with her, but yeah, I kind of took back that role that I had before as being the head of the household basically the man of the house and just kind of you know taking care of everything making sure that you know the bills are paid and i'm i'm, I'm helping my mom out and i'm helping you know my siblings and and just kind of making sure everything's okay you know yeah yeah that's admirable bro seriously yeah i can't yeah. I, I wish i could say i can relate to that but I, I I've never been put in I, I I never was put in that position you know um my my parents are still together as we all know and so you know because of that I never really had to deal with a lot of those things I mean there was some pressures because uh my my older brother I, I was basically deemed the eldest brother and so like when my parents would leave you know for the the day or whatever it is that they're gonna do it'd be like Wyatt you're in charge for the day you know whatever but um 
Yeah, man, it's definitely very admirable. Well, all right, one thing that I think is very interesting is the way that we, uh, the way that you've gone about helping your family, right? You've taken a very uh, direct approach as in being like involved with their everyday life, whereas I have taken the approach of uh, like leading by example. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. I'm obviously not saying that you don't do that. Obviously, that's what that's exactly what you're doing, right? But uh, yeah, man, it's it's. I always find it so interesting when you know I talk to people and I find out uh, the motives for what what it is that they do ain't far off from every other human in the world. And I know that sounds kind of cliche, but I think that as someone who, for for like me, who's always spent so much time on the outside looking in, like trying to study people and you know figure out how humans work. I think it's pretty interesting that a lot of humans are motivated by the same things. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I know that was yeah. a lot a lot of information. Yeah. No, you're good. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's like like cuz growing up was tough and then, you know, my my all of my basically every one of my parents and I'm I'm talking like step parents too, they all immigrated from Mexico to here and um yeah. so they tr- they've tried to give us as much as they could, but you know, like we've never lived in a house before and we've, you know, we've basically lived in apartments our whole life and shit like that, you know? So I just, I kind of want to take us out of that, you know, like I want to, you know, and it's not just like, like I I would, I would want to do that for me, but because I've grew up, you know, basically raising my, my, my brothers and my sister and, you know, being there as, like, the head, I kind of want to, like, bring everybody along to kind of, you know, to live this this new lifestyle that I kind of want to create for us and shit. You know, yeah. uh, same thing with my mom. You know, she's never had a house and shit like that. So, you know, it would just be, it would be a lot better. I, I, I would feel a lot better if I was able to, like, you know, get us a house and have everybody move in and then just have, you know, that kind of like a safety net because we've never had something like that before. You know, if if my... If I get us a house, um, you know, if one, once my my brother and my sister they they decide to like move on and you know go on with their lives, if some shit happens, you know, they have something to fall back on. You know, come yeah. back home and you know I'll take them in because I never had that before. You know, I kind of had to bust my ass and try to do what I could because if not, I would end up basically in the streets. You know. And then especially yeah. after my kid, you know, there was no like downtime. It was just bust my ass or there's no food on the table. There's no, there's no formula for my kid, no diapers. So it's just always been this kind of like try to hustle as much as I can or else I'm basically shit out of luck. Yeah. Do you find yourself with like, uh, you know, now that you, as you're getting older and you got the kid and shit, do you, do you find yourself, um, I'm not, I'm not sure exactly how to phrase this. Do you, do you find yourself making decisions based on the aspect of you want to pro- like help provide things that you didn't have does, does that make any sense yeah yeah um yeah i i that that's kind of a big role like uh you know i always try to give what i like like even the way i act like as a i'll use my brother as an example okay you know i have an older brother but and we we're close but we're not as close as i would like us to be or like just i'd never even had him around like that you know he would come and visit and he would be with us for like a week or two and shit like that and we would do shit together but i i missed out on having him there like my whole life right so like with my brother i try to do as much as i can with him 
And like, I even sometimes spoil him and shit. And then he goes like, well, why the fuck are you doing that? And I tell him straight up, like, I'm, I'm just trying to be the brother that I never had. You know what uh, I'm saying? Yeah. Yep. And then for like my kid, I, I mean, my kid's fucking spoiled, but there is a limit to what I'll do, what I'll get for him and what I'll do for him, you know, cause I, I don't want to overdo it also because then yeah. he is going to be really spoiled and he's not going to give a shit about everything. But as far as like things that like, I wish I could have and, and shit like that, I, I do do that for my kid because <laughs> you know, it, it sucked. It sucked fucking being in that position. And I just don't want, don't want to have to have him go through the shit that I went through. And I think that's kind of like what most parents want. You know what I'm saying? They just want yeah. a better life for their kids. Yeah, hopefully. That's what most parents should want for their kids. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, the reason why I asked this is because uh, last week when I was at work, I was listening to a podcast and um, uh, like one of the people that I listened to, he was like, you know, everything that you, you, uh, you are doing should be like about a bigger picture. You know, mm -hmm. it should be, you know, uh, to fulfill like an avenue that isn't being fulfilled. Right. And then he's like, if you can't figure out that, then you should what you should be doing is like putting yourself in a position to be there for other people when you wish you had that support. Yeah. Right. And I so I started thinking about that. So because then I started questioning like what I'm doing. Right. Like about the mm -hmm. podcast and the work and the, the other things that I'm working on. Right. And it's like. All right, why am I doing that? Well, I'm doing this because I, I want. It's funny because I was literally just having this conversation with my brother over the weekend, uh, David, the co host. Um, yeah. I, I was telling him, you know, like the objective of the podcast or whatever. And it's like, the reason why I'm doing this is because I, I would like to think, and I don't know this for sure, but I, I would like to think that if 18 or 19 year old Wyatt could have had somebody like, the person I'm trying to be to uh, to be there and give information and advice that's sound and concise and very clear and straight to the point, then that could have helped shape me quicker and better. Right. And, and um, but that being said, and the reason why I, I think it's important to be um, a voice that isn't in your everyday life. And the reason of, for this is, is like my parents try to tell me, Hey, why drugs are bad. But I didn't respect my parents. I don't. Re mm -hmm. I didn't respect my brothers. I didn't respect my peers. I didn't respect my teachers, right? But there was people in my life that I did respect. But none of the information that I needed was coming from the people that I respected. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I, yeah. I want to be that voice for the people who are looking for that. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Yeah. What is, uh, what it, what is one of your proudest accomplishments so far? Um, I think there, there's a, there's a couple of them. And, uh, I think for most of them, it's kind of like, um, like people didn't believe in me for a certain, for a specific thing. And I kind of get, I kind of get into like this, this mentality where if someone doesn't believe I could do something, I'll go out of my way and prove to them that I'm able to do it. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So like, so like when I was in like high school and shit, um, I was going through a lot of stuff with my mom because, you know, I was there taking all of her shit. You know, she was angry and she was mad all the time because my stepdad left. And yeah. uh, 
to cope with that, I would always be with friends and I would fucking be smoking a lot of fucking dope and fucking trying other shit. I fucking tried cocaine a couple of times. Yeah. You know, I would do pills and shit like that. Not crazy, but I was doing it. Yeah. And uh she would talk to my family a lot and everybody in my family's head, I was never gonna amount to anything. Right. I was never gonna be shit in life and and all this fucking stupid shit. So yeah. Uh, I went out of my way to prove like, like, cause I wasn't supposed to graduate and, uh, that was kind of stuck in my head, but I still, I still tried my hardest at the, in, in my senior year to mm -hmm. try to fucking make it. And, uh, I was going to night school, I was doing the work and, and I was doing all that mm -hmm. shit. And then I remember I went to, uh, I went to the graduation in my head. I'm still thinking I'm not graduating, you know? So I, yep. I went and I was with my friends, the ones that were going to graduate. I I basically dropped them off there to kind of do like the practice ceremony. And then yep. I took my friend's car, I parked it, and then I went and I was just kind of sitting out in the crowd. And then uh, I remember right after that, um, I went inside to take a piss and I see my dean. He goes like, why weren't you in the ceremony? I'm like, what are you talking about? You told me I wasn't going to graduate. Right. And he's like, come on, let's go get your diploma. And I, I'm I basically instantly almost started crying and I'm yeah. like getting tears in my eyes and shit. I'm like, holy shit. You know, he hands me my diploma. I run to my friends. I'm like, look, look, I fucking did it. I got it. You know? And then it was crazy. Cause like none of my family members were there. Right. You know, the ones that, that told me I wasn't going to fucking do it. And, you know, I get home and first thing I do is I, I go and knock on my mom's door. She's like, what? And like, she's fucking mad all the time. You know? She's like all pissed off. I open the door and then I say, you know, thank you for believing in me. Obviously, I was being uh, sarcastic. sarcastic. Yeah. yeah. And then I just dropped my diploma right there on, on her bed. And she was just like, wait, what is this? And I just fucking walked out, walked out of the house and I went back to my friends. Yeah. And, uh, you know, after that, I, I, I called, I told my dad and he was like, what? You know, and then I just fucking told him, like, yeah, I fucking did it. He's just a wow. Like, it, it, it he, I don't know. He didn't have really a big reaction. I'd said the same thing to my brother because he was always kind of talking down on me, too, because yeah. of the shit that my mom would tell him. But uh, it felt like I, I got, like, the best feeling in the world after that. And then there's been yeah. other moments in my life where it was the same shit. Like, people kind of talk down to me and they say I'll never be able to do that. And, uh, I fucking do it just because, you know, yeah. I can, it's like kind of prove to myself that I can do it and like basically to say, fuck you to them. Yeah. And, uh, I think those have been like m the proudest moments in my life just to be able to like, you know, see the look on people's faces when I prove them wrong and fucking, you know, push through some sort of boundaries that were there yep. that I was able to break through, you know? Yep. Yeah, that's another thing that we've been talking about a lot lately is, um, yeah. you know, comfortability breeds laziness, you know? Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, let me ask you a question. Would you have rather, would you have rather, sorry, I can't fucking talk. Um, would you have <laughs> rather to be that way or on the opposite side of the spectrum? So, uh, 
you know, there you were in a rough situation and nobody believed in you. And that's what gave you the motivation to make it through the tough situation. Would you have rather have been you, you were the prestigious kid destined to do good? And then uh, everyone was there to to believe in you and push you. I, I know that sounds no. like a weird question to ask, but yeah, no, I think I think I needed that. I think yeah. I needed that for me to fucking to build the motivation that I needed to fucking do it. Cause I feel like if I feel like it would have been worse if everybody believed in me and then I dropped the ball and I fucked up, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yep, exactly. Yeah. So the reason why I asked that is because I, I was on the other side of things, right? Okay. Um, I, I, I was, you know, like the air quotations, like golden child, right? Like I was the one who was advancing in sports and doing good, doing well in school and, you know, doing all these things. And like I, I've even heard, like, overheard uh, conversations of my family members, like my mom and my cousins talking and blah, blah, blah. And like what they're expecting out of me out of life. You know, yeah. they have such big goals and uh, aspirations and he's going to do this and he's going to do that. You know, like the amount of pressure that that puts on a kid. Yeah, is yeah. Unfathomable, you know. And yep. uh and then obviously once I started doing drugs and all that shit, like everyone, then it just turned into a pity party. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It was like, Oh, why, what can we do to help you? You know, like it's just turned into a giant pity party and that's not what I needed. You know, yeah. I, I didn't need people to be sorry for me. What I needed was help. What I needed was guidance, not just your fucking pity. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that, that's why I asked. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think I thrived more under that, the thinking like, or them, thinking like i wasn't going to be shit and i wasn't going right. to be able to do shit i think i kind of thrive in that type of situation because it's happened a lot too like even after that you know uh one time i was told that i uh, i was uh i was at one of my jobs and i was the material handler there and uh oh. i was doing i was kind of making some parts and then i went over to a guy who was supposed to weld them and yeah. i'm standing there and i'm kind of watching them and i was like man that that looks cool yeah. He hands me a hood and he's like, you want to watch? I was like, yeah. And I'm sitting there and I'm watching him. I was like, oh, that looks fucking awesome. And I asked him, I'm like, hey, you think you can maybe teach me sometime? And then yeah. he goes like, no, 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 no. You'll never be like me. You'll never do this, this and that. Yeah. So I, I shit you not, bro. Like two, maybe three years after that, I was welding in his booth and he, they took him out of welding. Fuck and man. I was in oh, his I was gonna fucking say, spot. Dude, did you ever get to show him any of your welds now? Because damn. No, the the the, the part that I liked, because that, that kind of was like a fuck you to him, right? Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. I, 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 because like they were kind of like giving me raises, but it wasn't what I needed. And then right at the end was uh, I had my kid and I was not fucking going to be able to make it if I stayed there. So yeah. I knew I had to go somewhere else. And I was welding there, but I wasn't welding much. I was still doing the material handling stuff. And then gotcha. when they needed me back in welding, they would send me to welding. Gotcha. But um, uh, I remember I had I I got into like this big argument with the with the manager at that place, and yeah. I immediately applied at at another spot. I oh actually I knew the owner of another spot, uh, where uh he needed a welder, and I I messaged him. I was like, hey. I'm looking for a job as a welder. Let me know if you need it. And that was like on a Thursday. And then on on Friday, because we only worked four days, 10-hour days. So gotcha. that, that next day, I went to the new spot and I, I worked the whole day. And then Monday comes around 
And uh, I basically just, I went to my new job and worked the full day. And then I just went right after that to my old job to tell them that I quit. And uh, I told, I told the manager that I quit. And then I walked out to the shop and I was just saying goodbye to everybody. And then yeah. when I saw the guy that said I would never be a welder, I walked up to him like, Hey, I just want to say it was a pleasure working with you, this and that. And, um, he's like, Oh, you're leaving. I'm like, yeah. He's like, what are you going to do? I'm like, Oh, I'm going to, I got a job as a welder. And the look on his face was just like, yeah. what? cause it all just came back around Old to him, circle, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Baby, and yep. it's just like, it, it was fucking, it was awesome. He's like, wow. Like he just, he, he couldn't, he did, didn't know what to say because I proved him wrong. And I was like right there throwing it and throwing it in his face basically like yeah, yeah i was never gonna be a welder but look at me now i'm fucking moving on to be a right. welder yeah 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 dude uh if you were to go and compare welds with that guy to your welds now bro i bet the, that guy would be red in the oh, face dude. he he was pretty good i'm not gonna lie but yeah i think like now the way i weld now it's fucking i mean big ass difference i i could probably weld him under the table dude yeah, yeah, dude. Uh, I just want to go on the record uh, here publicly and state that you're probably hands down probably one of the, the best welders I've met so far, especially in TIG. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah, dude. It's very, uh, it's very admirable, man. Because I mean, you're only two years older than I am, you know. So yeah. it's like it, it gets me excited to know that like that's where I can be, you know. Yeah. I, I kind of like did the same thing like when I first started welding. You know, it was majority MIG, you know, and then. Mm. Uh, you know, I would see people lay some just beautiful fucking MIG welds. And it's like, one day I'm going to get there. Well, I got there. And then I started yeah. working with you guys. And it's like a lot of TIG work, you know? And yeah. it's like, I couldn't, I could literally barely run a fucking bead with TIG when I first started. And now I'm getting to the point where I can actually run some nice, respectable welds, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but... uh. Oh, yeah. So is that is that how you kind of got, got into welding was uh at that job? Yeah, that was kind of my first, uh, like I've been at other jobs where they've welded, but I never got, um, I never got to see it and kind of like basically touch anything of, of, as far as welding wise. But yeah, that, that place kind of gave me my, my start in welding. And, uh, there was this one guy that was there and, um, his name was Chris and, uh, that dude, man, he was, uh, he was really fucking good at welding and yeah, um shout out to chris he kind of he kind of he kind of like took me under his wing basically and uh started teaching me all this shit and uh like so he he started teaching me we would stay after work a little bit and he would he would he would explain to me how it all works and and this yeah. and that and, and uh he would have me start laying down beads and then um i kind of took it upon myself to go during my lunch period and just start doing it just consistently over and over again, just keep doing the same shit, you know, just to kind of yep. get it down and, and perfect the way that I was doing it. And, uh, he was always giving like criticizing my was, Oh, look, you try like this and, you know, do it like this. And, right. you know, just always giving me tips, you know? Yeah. And, um, yeah, man, I appreciate it. Like, yeah, yes, yes, exactly. And, uh, you know, it was crazy because like after I left that place or like the day that I came to tell him that I quit, the yeah. guy fucking, the guy basically quit too. So I was never, never able to like say thank Properly you to him. Thank you. Yeah. 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 You know what I'm saying? And it, it, yeah. it's weird because like the guy, the guy cursed a lot. Right. 
and yeah. uh, he would badmouth everything, motherfucker this, bitch that. But he yeah. talked a lot about God. Yeah, and yeah. it was crazy because I never really like gravitate towards like anything religious or anybody yeah, yeah. that's religious. But for whatever reason, I could literally stand there and listen to him talk about God for hours just because of the way that he's like he talked about it talked about it yeah and uh it was really weird because like i don't know there was this thing about him where he kind of he just knew shit yeah without like you telling him he like kind of he was able to like read you and uh it, it after i realized that he left and then like everybody lost contact with him it almost felt like like he was there like he came into my life for a purpose and that purpose was to teach me how to weld and yep. then just like that, he, was he fucking, he was gone. And that was Damn. it. Yeah, that's, that's kind of weird, huh? Yeah, yeah, it almost, yeah, yeah, it almost felt like he was some sort of like guardian angel tr- try to like put me in the right path. And then yeah. that was it. Yeah. Wow, man. It's crazy because I had a, this is a great segue into my next, my next question. But uh, I had a, I had a man just like that in my life too. No homo. But uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> Yeah, yeah, my, my my ex's grandfather. I've talked about him quite a bit, so I won't go into too much detail. But it was it was kind of like the same thing, you know. Now that you put it like that, looking back on the situation, it was the same thing. Like I, I would never, I could never sit down and listen to a gospel. I've been to church multiple times, different yeah. kinds of churches. I never got into it, but I can like this dude would literally sit and read me the Bible, literally word for word out of the out of the Bible, and it, yeah. it was angelic. You know, it was beautiful when he did it, and uh, it's same thing. And just one day, it was all gone you know yeah 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 so but uh my question uh to you is uh mentors you know it's something that we talk about quite often here on the the podcast and it's something that i preach is very important for everybody you know have you had very many mentors in your life um i think my i think i've had mentors some of them were short-lived yeah but some of them like like my and i guess like other ones were like for specific things they were my, my mentors for specific things like that guy chris he he taught me how to weld yeah. Um, my stepdad, he kind of taught me how to like think outside of the box for a lot gotcha. of shit. Like, like, um, so my stepdad, he used to have a business where, um, he would go and like remodel people's houses and, you know, add shit to their houses, you know, change carpets, tile and all. all. So he was like a handyman. Gotcha. And, um, sometimes he would bring me along and he would be, he would ask me to do something and then I would do, I would do what he asked me to, mm-hmm. but he would come and be like, Hey, no, 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 look, you're doing it the hard way. Like you're making it, th- making things harder for yourself. Do it like this. So he, he taught me how to like think of shit in different yeah. ways to be able to do it. Yeah. How you to know? use common sense. Yes. Yes. And, and fucking, you know, kind of, you know, think of a problem through and then figure out the best solution for that and then yep. uh my dad my dad was to me he was like the best dad ever he was there for me when i needed him when i was going through a lot of shit so for me like that he was a big part of my life because you know he taught me how to be a good dad yeah That's and then awesome. i guess yeah and then for for like my stepmom she taught me what a mother was supposed to be like at the time where i needed a mother you know what i'm saying yeah that's awesome yeah uh, dude one thing that i'm finding you know while we're talking about common sense right and may- maybe this is a dumb statement but i feel like it's important to make but uh you know as as i keep adding more things to my plate i'm noticing that my common sense is dwindling 
you know <laughs> i think it's i think like realistically what it has to do with is like I, i'm very bad right now at being in the moment you know so okay. i'm doing something but i'm always thinking about other shit you know yeah. so then uh, obviously if you're gonna if you do that you're gonna make uh errors and you're gonna make mistakes because uh mm -hmm. there's even like one time just like two two three weeks ago at work where where our boss was just like you know hey fucking you know break this tack and i'm over there swinging the hammer at my own face to try and hit this <laughs> fucking tack right and then john and then you know our boss was just like why just stand over here you know and then i was like oh yeah 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 i guess it makes sense you know yeah 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 oh yeah yeah you got one thing you gotta, one thing that yeah. i noticed too um sorry uh, one thing that I've noticed as like I've kind of gone through two different jobs and fucking I've had to like, um, you know, kind of see how people work and shit like that. There's one yeah. thing that I always told myself and was like, like common sense is not really that common. Like people, some people will do it out of pure laziness, just go out of their way to like make shit harder for themselves just to yeah. take their time or whatever. But yeah. some people, they just really do not fucking get it. Nah, bro, dude, my fucking, my ex, she was a, a literal certified genius, like on paper, you yeah. know, and, but this is what I would tell everybody, like, this is what I would say about her all the time, and probably this is why the, probably the relationship probably didn't work out, because I said this for years, but, uh, you know, she's one of the smartest people I ever met, but she's the one of the dumbest people I've ever met, she's so book smart that she has no common sense, yeah, yeah, so I can, yeah, yeah. I feel that, for sure, um, what would you say is has been one of your lowest points in life? Without a doubt, my lowest point uh, was when uh, me and my son's mom split up. That was uh, that was for sure my lowest point because before be when I found out when we found out that she was pregnant, yep, I I tried to make it very clear to her that I wanted to make the relationship work. Yeah. Whatever it takes to fucking make it work because of the fact that I grew up with parents that, you know, split yeah. up and yeah, then they split up. Time. Yes, exactly. So I, I didn't, I didn't want to repeat that cycle because yeah. like, like it was hard on me, you know, as a kid growing up with parents and, you know, having to go to dad's house on the weekend and then having to go and, you know, being at mom's house on the weekdays. Yeah. So I make that, I made that very clear. And, uh, in the end it, it still didn't work, you know, and because I was, you know, barely making it as far as money, you know, it, it was, it was really tough. And, and my kid is everything to me. I mean, he's, yeah. he's to be completely honest with you. Uh, that was when, when, when she left me and she took my kid with her, like I was to the point where I was scared to go inside of my own apartment because like i was so used to getting home and just hearing my kid and you know he would run to me when i would get home so mm -hmm. to go from having my kid there every single day to coming home to complete silence was very very hard on me and yeah. it got to yeah. the point yeah. where I, I i almost considered taking my own life yeah. but i i had to you know sit and just fucking think about shit clearly yeah. because you know if if i'm not here then who's providing for him yeah 
But uh, that that for sure, without a doubt, was the hardest point in my life. It almost felt like I was having a midlife crisis because I just I did not know what to do. I would come home from work and just sit in my car for like an hour or two just because I didn't want to go inside and be yeah. alone. Damn, bro, that's that's deep, man. That's fucking deep. How how long yeah. would you say that that episode lasted? Uh, I I think it took me about a year maybe a year and a half to really like recover from that because like i was i was at my apartment when after we split up i was at my apartment for probably two months like on my own yeah and then i came to live with my mom she took me in but even then it was still tough on me like just being without my kid you know Cause yeah. like I said, he, he's fucking, he's everything to me. And, yeah, but... um, it was just a really hard for me to be able to get used to it. And, and not only that, you know, it was kind of like, like, like a daily he's reminder done. that I failed, that I failed at what I wanted to do. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, did you feel judgment? Like, were you like putting false narratives in your head being like, Oh, I know that uh, my family sees me different. Cause I don't have my kid anymore and shit like that. No, they were really supportive of me because they they saw that I was trying my best and um yeah. you know trying my best to like make the best out of the time that I had with him. Yeah. And you know that's always been a big thing too like um my mom's really supportive of me like the way I'm raising my kid and you know um I'm always I'm always trying to help out as much as I can as far as like helping out my son's mom with whatever she needs. Like sometimes they'll call from school and he's sick or whatever, and I'll take I'll take days off of work just to fucking be able to spend more time with him. You know, if he's sick, I'll miss work because you know he needs me at that moment. Yeah, and uh, I've gotten a lot of uh, praise from my mom, and you know it it means a lot to hear it from her uh, more because she kind of sees like like damn I fucked up when yeah. he was a kid, and he's yeah. there you know doing the best that he can. Uh huh. You know, so there was a lot of support from from my family because, you know, I was doing I'm doing the best that I can. Yeah. Yeah. Would you would you uh, um, just just to backtrack a little bit, talk about okay. what because you you and just literally every single guest that we've had on, on the podcast, they all the, everyone comes from broken homes. Right. Parents who are divorced. So yeah. talk talk about what it was like to. uh you know, have to live that split life and the conditions that came with it. Like, was your mom super strict and your dad was super lenient, didn't care, or did it was it both ways? Or okay, yeah. So, um, at my mom's house, she uh, she didn't really care. Like, she was she was str- It wasn't that she was strict. It was that um, because there was all this problem that was going on at home, she was really tough on me. Yeah. But as far as being strict, I mean, she she was not strict at all. Like um it, it's kind of fucked up, but she kind of enabled me to kind of keep doing more sh- more bad shit. I was always drinking and fucking smoking pot. And I remember there was a couple of times where I even smoked pot with her. She would buy weed off of me and she would buy liquor for me and shit like that. Yeah. But it was crazy cuz like I felt like almost I was almost living like a split life. Because then I would go to my dad's house on the weekend yeah. and I wouldn't curse. I wouldn't 
say anything bad. I wouldn't do anything, you know. And um, so it was it was weird because I, you know I started to notice it a lot myself. Like like I'm I'm living two lives. Like I'm two different people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then, uh, but like like when I was younger, it was it was just really tough. Like because like I'm saying like um, my both sets of parents they fought a lot. They, okay. they, there was always arguments and shit like that. And being the oldest kid there, I was put in really weird situations where like, like I would have to, like, I remember one time I was at my dad's house and, uh, they were, my dad and my stepmom were arguing at this point in their life. They were like about to split up already. And I knew it was coming, Yeah, but I was probably like nine maybe 10 years old and i had my 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 mom my stepmom and my dad they had my younger brother and he was a little kid i can't remember really he was maybe three or four years old gotcha and uh it was it turned into a really big argument and i could hear them like kind of fighting in the other room and it's, you know, I could hear like stumbling and starting to get physical and shit like that. And I'm in the yeah. living room with my little brother and we're watching TV and it got so loud that like I, I, I started covering my little brother's ears just so he wouldn't hear our parents fighting. Yeah. And as I was doing that, you know, I started crying because then they were like pushing each other and shoving each other and shit. It got physical and I could hear my stepmom screaming for me, but I was just a fucking kid. You know, what the fuck was I right. supposed to do? Yeah. And that, that day really sucked. And I remember like, I think they were fighting over who got to go out that day. That was the fight. Damn. Yeah. Like it was, it was like some stupid cause like they would take turns. Like one of them would stay home and the other one would got to go out. Right. And then it was just that shit. And, um, I remember my dad ended up leaving and my stepmom, she just, she was pissed off and shit. And she just came up to me and she's like, just pack your shit. I'm taking you to your mom's house. And then she took me to my mom's house. And, uh, I remember I got home and I just ran to my room and my mom found it really weird. She knew something was wrong and yeah. I, I'm just bawling my eyes out at this point. And then she comes into the room and she sees me crying. She's like, what's going on? And I, I just came out and said, I was like, it doesn't matter where I go. You guys are always fucking fighting. Mm -hmm. And then it kind of like, she was like, oh shit. You know? And then I started to explain to her what, what had happened. And then she started crying and she walked out of the room. And then my stepdad came in the room and he started talking to me, kind of trying to explain, you know, sometimes adults fight. And then I was just like, I just don't understand why you guys are trying to put me into this shit. Like, I'm just right. a kid. Yeah. And then, and yeah, it was it was just really tough because I, I had to be like a barrier between them fighting and my my little brother and sister seeing that shit. And right. my brother at, at my dad's house, you know, and it would happen at home with my mom, too. You know, they would start arguing. And then I would just grab my brother and sister and just kind of like, you know, try to get them out of that area wherever they were doing that shit at. Yeah.
Dude, I, I want to ask you, dude. Um, and if this is too much, then just let me know. But um, the moment when you were sitting on the couch covering your little brother's ear, ears, you know, while your yeah. parents were fighting, like, you think about that often? Sometimes I'll go, like, a while without thinking about it, but then sometimes it kind of comes back. Yeah, is it that uh, it's more so the emotion that came with yeah. the situation, right? Yeah. That, that, that moment of weakness and feeling so insignificant, mm-hmm. that, that feeling, I have quite a few moments like that in my life. And I feel like that part of the reason why I am who I, who I am and who I, I, I'm trying to be and the image that I'm putting out of myself is a lot has to do with situations like that. Like where I felt too weak and too insignificant to do something in the moment, right? And I I carry that with me so heavily to this day. There's just quite a few instances where I should have done something, where, um, but I was just too small or too young or too naive or whatever the situation might be, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's not a hard, it's not an easy feeling to live with. That's for sure. No, no, definitely. And, uh, it, it, I mean, yeah, it was just, it was a really like hard moment to a point where like, I remember exactly where I was sitting at. I remember like, I could, I, I'm like, I'm sitting here right now and I could picture everything the way everything was at that moment, you know? And yeah. it was, it was, it kind of just like stuck in my head because it was, I felt helpless. I couldn't do anything. Yeah. You know, and, and even with my stepmom screaming for me, it's like, like, what the fuck was I going to do? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It just, it, it really sucked, you know? Yeah. Well, dude, I, there's, there's so much that I fucking admire about you, bro. But this, that, that example is another thing. Like in the reality of like in the bigger scope of the situation, right? You put any child through that. And you're going to have a broken ass human at the end of the day. And the fact that you can sit here and, you know, calmly express yourself, say the things that have happened to you and to be and then to be able to hold such an optimistic and positive outlook on life in itself. Even if you literally don't do a damn thing for the rest of your life, that in itself is a fucking accomplishment, man. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think like, I have this type of attitude where like like you know, a lot of shit in my life fucking was hard, you know. I had to struggle a lot. But I feel like like as I've gotten older, I feel like when shit like that happens, you could either let it break you or you could fucking, you know, take the moment in you know, feel how you feel about it and then just try to learn from it and move on because no matter what fucking life's going to keep going on, you know, and you can't just sit there and fucking stay stuck on that moment because then you're never going to do shit. Yeah. And dude, it'll destroy you. It'll literally eat you up. We were talking about that, that quote about the poison. Oh, I heard it again. You know, and, and the quote is, and I, I'll probably still fuck it up, but it's, uh, uh, hatred is the only 
potion that you consume with the expectation of it killing somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just a poison that just kills the holder, you know? Yeah. Yeah, there's no point in hating or, or hating somebody for something they did because, you know, they're still going on with their life and you're holding on to something, you know, that pissed you off or, or that was really bad that they did. And all you're doing is just poisoning yourself with that hatred. Yeah. Yeah, but with that being said, though, there there are some things in life that we go through that, um, you know, are a little too big to deal with our, um, on our own. So I think this is a good time to say that, uh, you know, like if, if you come from a troubled background and you got a lot of traumas, you go, go to a therapist, man. Make yourself better. Make yourself better for yourself first and foremost and everybody else around you. You know, at the end of the day, yeah. what we what we don't need is a lot of broken people walking around this world. And at and sadly, there is a lot of broken people walking around this world. And, yeah. you know, hurt people hurt people. Yeah. You know, I was just about to say that. Yeah. You know, I think I think it's important that we all battle our demons. But uh, with that being said, though, you, you haven't gone to therapy, right? No, I've I've considered it before. Yeah. But, um. You know, like I've I've gone through all that shit and I've kind of came back from it. And, you know, I was basically on my own trying to figure out all my shit, you know, and uh, I think I've done I think I'm pretty good at like self-assessment. Like I know <laughs> what I should be doing and shit like that, you know, so I kind of I, I think I'm OK. But I know like if there's ever a point where I, I absolutely just, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing or I'm uh -huh. just, you know, then I, I would, I would definitely get help. I'm not like against it or anything. I just don't think I've needed it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not here to pass judgment on you, man. I'm actually here to, to give you more flowers. I think that, um, you know, the fact that you've been able to get to all these things that I've been mentioning throughout the podcast, you know, to get to this state of mind and the, you know, this, uh, part of your life with without having to get that external help is fucking admirable dude it's seriously impressive man yeah thank you yeah bro all right my guy it's been an hour believe it or not really yeah that flew by yeah yeah you got any uh you got any last words um just be good to people yeah you know just for real. fucking, you know, I know sometimes like, it's like probably like something cliche to say and shit, but like, you don't know what other people are going through. Exactly. You know, some people are probably having it rough, rougher than you are. Yeah. And, uh, just take shit with a grain of salt. If somebody says some stupid shit to you, you know, just kind of let it slide. Sometimes yep. it, it it's better just to just ignore the situation than to fucking escalate it even more yeah so just yeah be good exactly yeah at the end of the day life's all just about perception and yeah. no matter how bad that you have it right now there's people literally watching their family family members die because they don't have food you know yeah so it, you gotta always remember to be grateful remember to always be positive and outgoing and you know and optimistic yep. but until then you know hit that follow button like subscribe you know, all that BS, follow us on Twitter, leave us a five-star review, all that great shit. This has been the Everything Cast, and drive safe, work safe, be safe.
Peace, guys. Later. Whoa.